gonna get swifty oh, we're gonna get swifty <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, i don't wanna oh we rick here we go season three episode 14 marker yo what's up man Good with you, man. Another clack, another hit. Another clack, another hit after this little Rick and Morty impersonation we was doing. Oh, God. <laughs> How you you, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I am doing good today, man. Um, you know, just got up. I've been shit ripping and running lately, dog. Oh, now God. that we're post-wedding, I finally got the budget together and <laughs> look at all the money that got we that spent. Got that money right. <laughs> got that money right. That's what's up, bro. So these past few days, just been like adulting, trying to adult. <laughs> That's facts. What about you? Uh, I feel like I've been on just like hella creative energy mm-hmm. recently. Just like all these events. Uh, Had the Nina great, shit. Yeah. We that Gas and Goku for y'all. That's coming. So look out for that. This damn near might be on sale by the time this drops. That's so, true. That's true. You know, maybe check In that website and see what's up. You know? <laughs> we there. should actually, you know what we should do? We should throw the trailer at the end of the uh, episode. Oh, yeah. We, so we will we'll do, we'll do that for y'all. That way you yeah, guys yeah, can yeah. check in on the last guest on Goku that we had because, you know, we were real excited about that Boom. when we got the trailer in for it. Content, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, all right, let's get into it. Thank you guys um, for tuning in. This is Nina Talks, your favorite Stone the Blurred podcast. Yes, sir. I'm Darius. I'm Makita. And uh, today, for our Nerd Out, we are going to be talking about the science of social media. Yes, psychology of social <laughs> the media. The psychology of social media. You know, I'm always trying to be in that science shit. <laughs> it, I mean, it's a science. Not, it wasn't wrong. I just wanted to specify the science, you know, because like, you know, they always say we live in the social media age yeah. and like thinking about uh, kind of on some pseudo stoner shit, like how we evolve and shit, right? Like social media obviously affects our brains yeah. and like how we function how we interact with each other yeah. as human beings and so just like the science of that like study yeah is uh really interesting so and i'm pretty sure that because so, I, <laughs> I think it's really funny because there's just been hella clips of aoc just kind of like question barraging mark zuckerberg poor guy <laughs> and every time he's just kind of like I don't know. He's just uh, like, I don't know, man. I, know. I made this shit in college. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg's like, y'all study to be politicians and to govern people. Like, I learned HTML and CSS. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, dog. It's hard because you can tell he coming up with them shits off top, bro. Like, nobody has the answers because realistically, like, uh, social media and is on top of the internet its own beast. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. It's, it's something that. I think psychology of it gets really interesting when we look at companies that put a lot of energy into making these cell phones 
or the way their program is interacted with as appealing as possible. Every company. That's their goal. Every like, every they single app on your phone. Hell of money to do that. Yeah. And people have gotten really, really good at yeah. it. And now we're in this like awkward position where okay now everyone has a phone and all these phones have apps that are designed to keep your attention and make you feel shitty <laughs> the, and, and, and we've and we've realized like i don't think any of the apps were made to make you feel shitty but we realized that all these feel good apps actually make people feel they shitty do. which is now everyone's like oh god wait this is kind of fucked <laughs> i mean in my mind anything that's like trying to make you addicted to it it's kind of trying to make you feel shitty like, cause apps are built in a model that reinforces you to, to just feed Filled into the it, to, to feel, check yeah, back in. Cause you a dopamine rush. I got a like, I got high score. I got whatever yeah. the fuck, like it's that dopamine rush. Um, and then like with social media specifically, um, I was reading this article that I was talking about, like it, some different studies on, uh, how social media affects our like mental state and stuff. And I was talking about how like with you know apps that function on like likes you know like facebook instagram those mm -hmm. kind of things it tends to put people in like either a mode of like upward comparison being like oh like that person with two million likes has this superstar life that i want or like downward comparison of like oh look at that peon with their 50 likes they nothing like me whatever i'm so cool and they're talking about how both of those mindsets actually don't they make don't people feel shit. any better. It's like, <laughs> damn, bro. Like, you still feel upset. Like, you just... Some type of anger or this. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of negative emotion that's just on you now because of this thing. I think it's really interesting where what knowing this now even kind of means for people. And in the sense of, like we said, no one really built any app, any of these apps, hopefully. To like depress Nefariously. people. To depress people in a sense. Because like Instagram is like, oh, you can upload you can pictures, some pictures. Or you can upload your life. But then the, the fact that people take pictures and then sift through the pictures that of the like 50 pictures yeah. they've taken, they sift through and realize, oh, I only like one of this these. This is the best. But I'm going to post this picture or I'm going to send it to somebody for some like post production. <laughs> and then I'm going to post this picture like, it, social media feels really tied to people's lives, but it's not. And I don't, not I don't think the human brain, just like movies or just like video games or just like VR, we're not really good at distinguishing like what are realities or what are yeah. things that can happen because of the real world. Our brains are trained to we our brains are trained to what put a lot of faith in our sight. It's what our we best see. sense. We, we're not hearing or smell people. We see shit. So when we we'll see write it a picture. As, We've been trained to see that as fact. She's on the beach with hundred thousand dollars every day. Every day, she every day a she's on the, on the beach. beach. I see a picture of it. It's gotta be real. She's living her best life, <laughs> and I ain't got shit. I post nothing. All week. them pictures from one vacation two months ago. <laughs> like, I ain't post shit in a week, man. I can't. I need to find something to post. Like, in the studio with the money bags. What am I doing? <laughs> I think another interesting uh, pivot to like psychology as a social media too, kind of straying away from the the like and the kind of jealousy conversation is the group think mechanic. Oh God. Like Twitter. Reddit. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. The depths of like social media and the internet though, where even, you know, Twitter is something that I feel as black people, we are like super apt to and like we kind of yeah. like fall on. It's a great 
form of like media, easy consumption and stuff. But Reddit's like one of the biggest social media platforms. Scary that white people love Reddit. And it, many forms of white people. Like, and it, it shows how diverse the world is because you can have Reddits that are about kittens. You can also have Reddits that are about killing pe- kittens. Like, <laughs> and those Reddits will exist and thrive equally. Any tips for skinning your cat, guys? Like, they like, will <laughs> exist and thrive equally with moder- Like, they were people that yeah. govern these kind of communities. And I think that's one thing about social media that's really interesting is now that it touches everyone the government or certain people are like in charge of policing it i mean i feel like <laughs> no one's in charge of, i mean people are they're trying to get people to police that's exactly, it now, but they're trying yeah. to put that they're trying to put that charge on yeah. something and they don't know and no what, one wants but. it <laughs> like if the government's like we don't understand this and then the companies are like well we the don't fuck? we didn't just, build them to control people we just wanted to let people type 160 it's, it's characters just, and stay online as long the as wild possible. west bro we ain't got no rules for this shit like we're not really trying to like a lot of that makes me believe that of course humans are like super adaptive and so i don't think that we'll ever f- get to a point where social media is contained or people put kind of like some marker or limit certain types of limits on social media properly because there's always going to be a way around it i just hope that people find a way to kind of like separate what is social media from what is kind of the actual occurrences in their day to day i think we'll uh i think we'll just kind of grow with it as a culture and society and it's just gonna like, keep evolving yeah i remember it's young like we kind of the first people to really experience that shit so of course we're doing like weird things with it of course like we congress people. hates it because they just didn't grow up like, yeah y'all were sending and each other faxes of course you don't understand twitter like, <laughs> like all the facts i get is this random spam email saying right. you got a new effects yeah, <laughs> go <laughs> away like, block that shit <laughs> so it's like of course y'all aren't gonna get it but like as this generation grows up and we have kids and we mm-hmm. can be like are right, you telling our kids like oh yeah like actually don't spend all your time on this shit like and have kids grow up in a mindset yeah. of like oh yeah this is a thing that's like fun but, but like uh, i'm not I'm, i know how i'm engaged with it because i think that's like as far as our our brains or whatever trying to go back to psychology it's just like our brains don't really know yeah how to engage with social media like it's it's everything like yeah and there's so much like it's real but it's not you yeah. know what i mean it's like yeah this shit is just like money pictures and it's, like it's, the it's, world hey it's, it's like money and there, facts and i feel like there are benefits to it because i think our generation is likely going to be tasked with balancing like you said what's online on the social media because for example like the difference between getting a brick and mortar store or getting an online store yeah there are pros and cons like you can't do if you're trying to run any type of business you can't really run it all through social media you got to get out and actually meet yeah, people some real world thing. so i hope like people are getting good at it like i think we're trying our best to like figure out those keys and stuff but like using social media to get people to interact in some real sense yeah like i think that's when you figure out that kind of psychology thing other than that you know niggas just gonna be on their phone real upset (laughs) people be really feeling a way about shit on like twitter and stuff like that and like not what's the word i'm looking for they not they don't like put it in a sense of reality they're like oh like i saw this thing someone said this must be true or like this has 
however many retweets this must be how everyone thinks or like since i see a huge know, number yeah that means like oh this my is 50 percent of the people yeah, in the world like, oh think my god this. like y'all are just like oh like this that and the third and it's like, like 2k retweets don't mean really mean shit yeah and it's <laughs> like so people don't even really like contextualize things like that or think about like ah oh, just because yeah. like this tweet isn't like a dope format it don't mean the things that it's saying are true yeah. or like putting too much weight in stuff just kind of online in the phone like the internet is a, a channel that helps people communicate and do a lot of really dope things yeah but it's still just a channel we live in the real world yeah and the real world has shit that's not more important than the shit that you scroll into exactly especially the you <laughs> as an individual right all the bullshit trump's saying <laughs> i mean that's just that's that's psychology of social media <laughs> one-on-one right there man and they could just be saying shit with the scary fonts what? like the scientist said this this font raises fear so we're gonna say that uh and we have so many people that i think even the psychological impact of trump either strategically or carelessly throwing out the word lynching while talking about this uh impeachment process strategic where, exactly exactly right like more more likely than not strategic um but there's such a weight and power in social media that that likely has had a very negative effect to many people like black people psyche yeah people just anyone who really identify with that shit and that kind of sucks that that's just like a medium that people can then abuse and then people also are tied into in the sense that like people who you who abuse it can affect your affect life. them yeah. yeah i mean i think what's interesting um i was reading this uh gq interview with pharrell he was talking about how like in a weird kind of way like the internet is kind of can be like a manifestation of your spirit like mm -hmm. it's 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 like that in between of like it's real but it's not real like yeah. you know you're putting your thoughts your personality or whatever your spirit your yeah. ideas kind of just into this non-physical contextual but real like, space like and you know what i mean they're talking about how like high shit hey but it made so much bro, sense what? i was like damn <laughs> skateboard p bro, bro just <laughs> like who knew my twitter was my soul like fuck like we out here bro don't let jack hear that shit bro <laughs> hey man say i'm a fucking soul mender <laughs> oh god but nah he was talking about that and how like when you when you're in that kind of space and there are things that are attacking you or bringing up like negative feelings or emotions like that is that's like spiritual you said story you use spiritual, spiritual warfare, warfare. Yeah. yeah and like that shit that's, that's attacking your yeah. yeah that's just that's attacking your spirit and like you know we have to be like cognizant of that and like cognizant of what we like choose to consume in these digital spaces that's because real. like even though it's like not real it's real like it's yeah. the effects are real like it, it, the stress is there you look yeah. at your phone and your brain gonna react the same way as if x number of people were yelling at you for yeah shit. and it's like or like even because like i know even for me it's like i had to kind of train myself especially with like doing all this branding shit for myself and for like nina mm -hmm. on instagram and on twitter it's like you have to train yourself out that mindset of like however many however much engagement this guy does not like affect like the, the worth of your brand like it's like oh i'm posting shit we got all these bomb ass snippets if that snippet don't get hot like i like oh this shit was funny as hell yeah. and i post that shit and don't blow up like i thought it was i'm like yeah that's the shit that you're doing that bring the value for real and you gotta remember like nah this shit not real like doing real shit like and, and 
think yeah. about your real fucking life <laughs> or even just thinking about the the small businesses that kind of our parents would have started in the first x number of years where they ain't make no fucking money like right <laughs> like the, those are the expectations that we have social media makes things move so quickly that when our life don't do the same shit your brain's real confused yeah you have a fucked up time to fight that shit like your brain's just i think our, i think yeah our brains are just like super scrambled right now and also think the way this is not totally related to what we're talking about but it's been on my mind even just like the way misinformation spreads yeah through social media like when we were researching this like i showed you we were researching this we found this article that's like eight things you need to know about the psychology of social media <laughs> and how to use it for your brand i'm like okay it sounds like it'd be like a fun little read you know it's from some random site I, I i took that as a red flag mm-hmm. instantly but i was like you know it's called like mediafy or some shit like that so I'm like, okay let me see what this look like i'm scrolling this shit started talking about uh, a recent study in the new york times and the hyperlink new york times suggests that like you know this that and the third is how social media works i'm like oh dope i was looking for a new york times article i clicked that link it's a, it's, it's just like an ad for some other shit bro and i'm like wow like that's the that's the illest mind fuck because like 80 percent of people are not gonna click that link yeah most people are gonna be like oh shit new york times said that this must be true that's a reputable source yeah and then just keep reading and believe whatever they just read is total fact yeah no one could argue them down no because i read an article and the new york times said that if i do this psychologically like and will believe that yeah. god give them belief like same way you, they believe you, the you, sky in your head you took that time to read that you processed that information you agreed with it your brain was it. like true or false true one it just kept it that way cool unchangeable object bro <laughs> can't edit it can't edit it edit privileges revoked it's true the sky is blue and the new york times did this study bro like <laughs> like and that's crazy to me like that's so crazy that yeah. like just that subtle thing hyperlinking a fake article someone someone figured out that that's how our brains work that oh yeah if people see a hyperlink they just believe that shit yeah and just we just run that to the ground yeah it's a it's a dangerous combination of like we mentioned earlier your brains what they see you kind of understand and you believe and you start to accept and the internet one people lie in real life but (laughs) you see that shit on their face you could tell when somebody capping in real life like you just smell like you're lying but if somebody takes some time to craft the article or tweet they could be lying just as much Uh uh-huh or they could throw in like just the right amount of misinformation and like you could say that nobody would do that but people would do that like the number of robocalls that you get with people yelling at you saying that your credit fucked up your car insurance fucked up like That should be scaring me. I'm not good at adulting. When <laughs> I get a call that's like, we got some urgent news about your car insurance policy. I'm like, I no. checked in that in weeks. Scammers, like, what's going on? Like, scammers fucking abound. And it's all because people are impressionable. We don't want to yeah, be, bro. but we are. And like, Super impressionable. The moment you kind of like move, at, like this will almost transition into a roll up too. But the moment that you move in a way, just recognizing that you're impressionable, you kind of question the shit that you think all yeah. the time. You're a bit more cautious. Like you're a bit less likely to just jump in and debate a point that you feel strongly about. And you like you 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 police your space and your spirit more. Yeah. When you know that you are, you can be shaped you by can. things around you. Like when you're aware of that knowledge, it's so much easier to like, okay, like this is a piece of information or some shit that's yeah. now 
in my mind is it how do i want to engage with it like is it true is it false what do i need what do i need to see or i'll just hold it in limbo for a bit yeah somebody told me that shit. i don't know how i feel about it i'm like all right <laughs> undefined because <laughs> even when we were researching that episode uh it's might not have dropped yet but whatever um timetables no it will have dropped there we go um the episode on evolution and shit and i showed you that uh that dinosaur thing mm-hmm. right the early elephant or whatever it was um, a rendered picture of uh, an elephant whose trunk was a mouth. Yeah, it was like an early dinosaur version of an elephant. And I, I remember I was telling my girl that shit, and, and she was like, do you know if that shit's real? And I was like, you know, it could very well not be. It's I saw it on Tumblr, <laughs> but it looked cool. And so we Googled it, it was real. But, you know, still even that, it's like, you know, you still fall for that trap. Like, yeah. But being aware that like, oh, this shit could not it be could real. It could not be real. That's and, like, still claws. You know... <laughs> Be shocked, like yeah. Picture on Tumblr, nigga could just drew that shit. Yeah, been like this play the Belladon, like that. No, that I mean that habit of like this could not be real. Um, I'm gonna like switch into the roll up too. So our topic. Let's for see. The, let's see what you can do with this segue. Yeah, our topic for the roll up is kind of like um code switching. Yes, sir. And I think one there's code switching is like a skill that a lot of minorities have just sure learned how to do it but i think it's also a skill that just everyone not that we shouldn't have to code switch i think everyone should just know how to kind of properly code yeah. switch and i think the previous top the previous point that we were kind of making where you just you need to you should be a certain level of impressionable you should recognize that oh i may feel this way but that may not be the end all be all. Mm-hmm. That's like kind of the core to like a lot of code switching, I feel. Mm. Where you enter a space, and I know I come into my space with my assumptions, and I hold on to them. I go into work, <laughs> like I got my hoodie Grab on, them niggas like tight. I smell like weed, like all that shit. Like, but I'm doing my shit. <laughs> and I recognize that just because I kind of move that way doesn't mean that I necessarily have to like put those assumptions on every person I cross mm-hmm. with. I just know that like with certain people that I interact with, there are ways that we can and we should interact and not holding on to some shit that I feel strongly about because somebody don't feels the opposite or a different mm-hmm. way. Code switching is just like, I right, fuck it. I'm gonna let that go. Like, I, right, I'm gonna move neutrally in this in space around for you. <laughs> I'm gonna move, move neutrally in this space. Like, I'm not gonna try too hard to do this. I'm not gonna like let this part of me kind of like express itself too much. Oh, but that's kind of how moving through life is because people different and people should always just have to like, you should hold on to like certain aspects of you, but you should also be willing to like, yeah, be malleable. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. That's like, that's how I feel. It's like I may present myself differently but i'm not changing who i am change your presentation it's like ah i'm not gonna talk to like a 65 year old random white man the same way i'm gonna talk to another 25 year old black male (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna be like what's popping my nigga like no i'm like hello sir how do you do like whatever the fuck but i agree like especially coming from uh my last job was like a space where like i had to put them put the walls up (laughs) cubicle cubicle <laughs> friendly black young black man in the office hello yes it is i my dreadlocks and my wow, smile nine o'clock i'm so happy to be here so happy to be here, so to be here. how's it going phil did you do <laughs> how the cardinals doing man how's oh, that starbucks you watch that you watch that blues game you watch the blues game yeah oh yeah <laughs> i didn't but i know they do yeah i but- heard they won <laughs> <laughs> i saw on twitter that they won but it's like even that disconnect because for me it was like 
though even those little things about like like okay what things do you choose to engage in small talk with right because it's like if i'm talking to like a 55 year old white dude like he is not gonna find the meme I saw this morning on Twitter very funny. Like He's not gonna fuck. get it. Like I don't understand why this is funny. So I gotta talk to him about some other shit. Like, Sit down and ask him a few questions until like, something lands. But even like it could still be some other shit that like I find funny. It's just I know there's some other shit that I find funny that Phil over here probably going crack a yuck at too. Like because yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know like oh man I was reading this article in the New York Times about some shit some shit some shit. Oh yeah yeah that dude's a clown like. You know, like it's those kind of like subtle switches of like, all right, what aspect of my personality will this person kind of just like resonate with mm-hmm. and kind of leave me alone if I like throw out there? Yeah. You uh, know, and like helps me blend into this space more. I think another interesting angle of code switching also is when it's not necessarily like a racial difference, but you just kind of like, personalities just yeah just the way people kind of just like shift friend groups yeah and recognizing that (laughs) um when i was in like high school i was on i went to this like episcopalian school so i was like one of the like few blacks there you know and so they count them on your hands yeah literally count them on your hands but they um really wanted me to play sports i like of course they did like okay i was young and like i enjoyed like i was i, I wasn't super into being sporty but i was like pretty fit so like i like you know this is a group of friends that i could interact yeah. with. yeah and uh i also just like hung out with the theater kids they actually were like more on like my i, I always should have just been like a high nigga like and they were a lot more mellow. Like, you know, sometimes in the locker room, niggas be doing a lot. Sure do. <laughs> and so even just kind of in like high school, figuring out how to like code switch between different groups of kids. Of course, they were like, I was like one of the few blacks. So I had to like double up the code switch. Mm-hmm. But you just fucking, you, you, you learn how to just like one, sit, sit back, kind of not talk too much. And then just like Man, cold switch mid-sentence, bro (laughs) Sit your ass down I mean, sit back and and relax (laughs) That's literally what it is I feel like if you sit back Not do too much And you kind of just like Go with the flow Yeah (laughs) It's not my flow So I would just go with (laughs) y'all Yeah I mean like I feel like You gotta just know how to read a room Like in general Mm -hmm. Like it's damn near A life skill, right? Cause like I think about me Like uh, In the studio and shit, right? Like I gotta read the type of shit niggas is on like i'm not necessarily like giving like I'm, I'm i'm again i'm always me but like the vibe in the studio probably gonna be different if you like a drill rapper versus if you like an alternative r&b chick like yeah i'm, I'm probably gonna be giving you different like Ways sides of to, myself yeah. and like vibes based off that so like being able to like read what people on like oh this person is super talkative all right let me like be engage them more as they need oh this person's quiet as fuck i'm gonna just hang back and do my thing like all of that could be considered code switching in a way of just like knowing how to make a space work best for you i feel like if you had to define code switching that's what it is for me is like how can i move through every space in my life the easiest way possible at home you got your code and then when you dip and go somewhere else, you might have to switch a little bit. Switch a little code up. <laughs> you might have to switch a little bit. Like, yeah, switch it up a little bit. Cause like even for me at my job now, it's like 
I don't code switch super hard because of the culture, but like it's more individual people where it's like, oh, if I'm talking yeah. to you, I'm about to tell you some different shit than if I'm talking to my buddy over there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even just based off of like less to do with like roles or I mean less to do with identities and more to do with like roles and yeah. like who you are to me in a workspace. Cause like, you know. Yeah. And especially with that, cause I think to make workspace this kind of work, um, there's always, unless you just have like a completely homogenous group of people, which is very unlikely. Um, well, every, in tech, they real good at getting a bunch of white niggas and a white men in a room. Like, so they, they obviously from my experience, they work in them Silicon Valley tech companies. They, they almost hit the nail on the head. They I might, think Thanksgiving dinner probably the most homogenous of a room. Uh, <laughs> but um, since you know people are going to be different yeah. and you, everyone, everyone has to kind of go into a space assuming that. I'm have to cold switch in some way, shape, yeah. or form. And when you have people in the room that kind of refuse to cold switch and instead kind of like, oh, I'm just gonna like bump people down because they're not necessarily like interacting with me the way that I would prefer. That's when you get into that territory of like assholes. <laughs> and you just have like a room full of people who it's didn't a technical can't, term. <laughs> like it's like I can't engage, I have to completely retreat. Because like, yeah, I could give a little bit, but you just like so off putting that I rather might as well just like suck back. Yeah. And I think that's where that's where a lot of the demonization from a minority's end of cold switching comes mm-hmm. from. Or you go into a space and you're like, all right, I'm used to like cold switching a bit, but I just gotta shut the fuck up when I get in here and this is hell, like Yeah. Because <laughs> this nigga wild. <laughs> <laughs> or worse, like these like Three niggas oh, wow. wallet right. together unanimously. There's <laughs> <As> a core. <laughs> nah, I agree. And I, in my time, I've been finding myself in those spaces, just like being more uh, hot or cold. I'm gonna say like it's either more like I'm gonna just tell you in a way that works for where we are that mm-hmm. you can calm the fuck down, or I'm just gonna Too like old for that. Yeah, I'm just like look, we mad old and like I don't really <laughs> care like what you do here, like simmer it down like, <laughs> like or or get or do whatever you need to do or whatever the conversation is right or i'm just gonna evade you totally because <laughs> and then and, and, and because it sucks because then that becomes like almost it puts you in like an ultimatum situation where all right these guys are being brick walls i gotta turn into one in hopes that they'll just like listen to me respectfully and we can get back to the normal flow of things but if not, then we just two brick walls that's mad at each other for the rest of the evening. Yeah. Like, and that, of course, like I ain't want to be that way, but you know, if that's the way it's gonna be, that's how it's gotta be. <laughs> you be real gangster in them tech offices, bro. Yeah, I definitely. The, the, the older I've gotten, I found myself being more comfortable just being like, nah, I'm not gonna like. Yeah. I will. I, I won't move if you won't move. Yeah. Like I will definitely offer out. Like let's sit down and talk about how to best make this space work for both of us. But if you also not trying to do that, I'm cool with not doing that. And yeah. <laughs> I also feel like I've be, I've, I've gotten kind of good at using the the racist sentence, the like more negative biases people kind of have sometimes, like against them. Mm-hmm. Like for example, I know a lot of white people be scared to speak up to black people, so sometimes I just use that. I'm just like, nah, <laughs> we not doing it that way, and they'll just be like. Okay, because like I know, like I know you got a little subconscious fear of me, so I'm gonna play on that. Like you ever just cut somebody in line? 
I can't say I have. I, the, the former. I know we have. We used to do that shit at Washu all the time. Oh, we did that shit in college all the time when we would just walk in front of niggas and be like, "We know you're not gonna say shit because <laughs> you're scared of us. If you weren't so fucking biased and scared of black people." You could you would speak up like hey, excuse me, but you you scared, so you're not gonna say shit. We're not a hate group, guys. We're not a hate group, but <laughs> but we can. If wield, I do got this point, I will make this point. I will I will make this point. I have a point. Y'all been talking for a while. I've been back here, but here's the point I'm gonna make, and I know this will probably end the conversation. So <laughs> that's how it be. <laughs> like, but yeah. We, we all do it everyone does it uh everyone should do it it shouldn't just be like minorities that i mean especially the way i identify like niggas shouldn't have to come in and like be in that situation where it's like <sighs> let me gather myself to like mm-hmm. either set this ultimatum up of like we need to communicate or yeah. we need to like respect each other or we need to have like an open channel where we give and yeah give. um like that that should be put to the table at first and i don't think i don't, I don't find that that happens just the way that i've like experienced things i always just kind of kind of roll into a place and be like all right guys this is the way that i move like mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't mind doing it but i'd love to like roll into a place and be like okay this is like what the culture looks like how would you like to you know influence it mm-hmm. i think honestly about <laughs> where i work i think that's one of the my favorite parts about where i work now is that I feel like again, even though I do code switch as far as how I talk to people in a professional sense, it's like which is okay. I have like I have <laughs> I can wear this to work what I'm wearing right now, yeah. and like that's fine. I can wear you know I I can live my fucking truth at work. I be at work watching all kind of weed smoking videos while I'm working, yeah. fucking Magic the Gathering videos while I'm working. Like I can be comfortable in that space and feel like yeah like people get it yeah. versus like at my last job it was like i didn't do that type of shit because they wouldn't get it yeah i'll keep it watching tv while the fucking millennial like no like in like i think a lot of younger tech startups definitely do a very good job the privilege of, like, of being in like good company yeah that. they let you like kind of just be yourself to like a healthy degree because there's yeah. like even with like the amount of cold switching you do there's like a fine line between it's like Oh, I'm oppressively being forced to like wear this like veil of who I am and it's tiring and it's not good. Like, Versus and like then, I could just maintain this all the time. I'm yeah, cool with that. Like, cause for me, that's what makes a work any space, but like particularly a workspace like tolerable is that I gotta be here every day for eight fucking hours. At least let me not be drained. I from... need to just be myself at this time then. Like if you mm-hmm. want me to work, I can't be worried about my work and like getting you to see me as These a human being. Irritating like, ass <laughs> dynamics I don't want a part of. Like, like yeah, it's just like bro like so I think it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a moderation thing like most things in life. Yeah, bro. I, don't, I, I you know I, I felt like cold switching was gonna take us there, but uh, niggas need a smoke break. Shit. <laughs> oh God. Well, we you be get back thinking about work. It's the whole weekend. <laughs> that was my bad. Go back to yeah, no. That was the topic though. That's what we yeah, that's what we signed up for. We cold switching life, man. So <laughs> we about to spark up, and we are gonna be back with our guest Maya Patterson. Uh, she's a UX designer and entrepreneur. Um, Excited to rap with her about just kind of like fashion, the way she integrates a lot of things because she has a charged life. She does a lot. Yeah, she is the uh, creator and owner of The Gold List and one of the creators of Gold Curry Meals. Um, so we look forward to getting back with her. We'll catch y'all after we roll up and light up. Yes, <laughs> Peace.
Well, welcome back to another episode of Nina Talks. We have our guest, Maya Patterson. Super excited to have you. Super excited to be here. Maya is a product designer and an entrepreneur. Um, I mean, you wear many hats. I feel like you're always coming up with something new that we just got to like tune into. Um. That's a compliment. I mean, um, me and Akita were just talking about this. I don't really consider myself an entrepreneur, but like if you look at my history, it's very clear that I am probably one (laughs) and that is my destiny. Um, But yeah. Yeah, man. She flew all the way from uh, wine country to mm. be with us. So oh, yeah, we're going to be a little bougie to, to yeah, get this so one. I had to keep yeah, them bougie. This a fancy, this a fancy nigga episode. Full disclosure, I like accidentally, not accidentally, I just like... You chugged it. I chugged it. You chugged class. it. This is the last two, guys. So There's we'll see how this goes. There's about to be saucing, bro. <laughs> I was like, damn. This is the last two, so we'll see how this, this one goes. This about to be the waviest <laughs> interview ever, bro. <laughs> so tell me about your vibe. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I think one of the, I really want to just talk about how organized and <laughs> just on it you are because it's one of the things that really impresses me and why I just like really want to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. We, I, we went to a retreat over um, Christmas one year and you guys sat us down. Oh, the New Year trip. The New Year's, New Year's, yeah. I said Christmas. Yeah, the New Year's trip um, and y'all sat us down and just went through y'all's kind of goal planning process. And I know one thing for me that really just kind of like had me be a bit more intentional about yeah. my life. And I feel like since then, you guys have really just like taken off with kind of like gold curry meals and even you now with your gold list and the way you set that out and outreach to people. So what kind of got that driving you of like being that on it and organized, you know? I've just always been a psychopath about it. So <laughs> like, no, real talk though, like since I've been like five, I mm-hmm. knew what I wanted to do, which was like, be successful in whatever okay. and like I just figure out how to get it done but I think that um, I wouldn't say that I'm the most organized okay. I just somehow figure out how to get the things accomplished <laughs> yeah that's real through a multiple like means of things so like the um, the retreat which was so dope it yeah, was basically cool like 10 of us I think yeah. and my fiance and I we always do goal setting at the beginning of a new year and we try and do it like quarterly, like what our goals are. And we like segment it by categories like personal, uh, career, um, it could be spiritual, whatever mm-hmm. means something to you. And the reason we do that is not necessarily so that we're like actually mapping it to those specific goals, because my prediction is that I'm going to exceed the goals and like mm-hmm. my paths will change based off of learnings from trying to get to them. Yeah. But it's at least to just like do exactly what you said, which is to become more intentional about what I'm doing. So I'm not just like, oh shit, it's December and now it's about to be 2020 and I don't even know what I did throughout the year. Like, um, I don't think at the new year I even wrote down anything about the gold list, but I did write down that I wanted to start doing more creative stuff for myself. And then that's what happened. Um, And the gold list is essentially a style newsletter right now, but I'm also going to be doing some more stuff in the future with it where I just talk about like clothes, what I like to wear. I think that women like to read it because I, um, I'm i just authentic about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that my style is one that can be very tailored mm-hmm. and like look kind of luxe, but I also love like streetwear and stuff as we can see and yeah. imagine. And they kind of like that mix of it. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I see from even like an outside looking in at, you know, you guys looking at summer, how there's also a journey of marrying working professionally with I'm trying to get these fits off (laughs) 
and making sure that you kind of like dress in a way that like is appropriate for whatever kind of like person in a suit or person in whatever the hell they're wearing but yeah. you still can i don't know yeah that's how i see it i mean like i've always loved clothes since mm-hmm. i was young i used to get in trouble for it like i think my mom told me this story about like i literally could not talk um yet but i was screaming and crying because we were trying to leave to go somewhere and my mom forgot to give me my purse <laughs> like I, like since day zero i've I'm been about that the action purse. the purse it I has accessories <laughs> so he gave me the purse and I stopped crying. But I think um, he said, I stopped. I'll give me that Birkin. <laughs> Fuck a bottle. <laughs> Fuck a bottle. I need a Birkin. So when I was in tech, now being in tech, right? Like mm-hmm. that's my day job. Um, tech is very casual, and mugs be showing up a mess. <laughs> oh, they be showing up a mess, and it irks the fuck out of me. Like. I'll be it's, a culprit sometimes. Some why? days I don't, don't make it. We don't have to be it. like that. Some days I don't make it out looking good. Since Look, the fall what you got on now, though, is like what I would rather see engineers in, right? So they come to I'm, I'm work. Getting, I'm getting close to this being like 80% of the time. These are sweatpants. This isn't a hard thing to do. I know, but some days these ain't clean. <laughs> so, so let's, let's buy a few more. Let's yeah, buy a few we more. We get things. there. Like I said, we at 80%. Bring it up. That. That's what, <laughs> I feel like I got to a good place with my clothes recently because I just did a pretty significant like fall mm-hmm. shopping thing and i was like mm-hmm. real intentional about what i was getting and i feel like it's let me like really just like wear a lot of different shit now and still like yeah, you always like tangentially watching her shit though it's the funny thing is like <laughs> yeah. like the piece it's the mindset yeah though. it's the mindset i'm like oh yeah like that idea where it's like even though like the clothes and shit she wearing is for like women like <laughs> or the tactics like the mix of like yeah like oh like, like exactly like yeah. so i've been even sneaking Tactics off the gold list too. It's been very beneficial to my. Oh, you be story. reading the gold list? I be I be paying not I be only reading it, but I be paying attention to your story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and that's that's one thing I wanted to ask about was I feel like you're really uh, on it as far as like like that video content, even though it's not not like necessarily like formal as far as the newsletter, like just on Instagram and like social media, like you're really on it with like timing your content and like collecting your content. So like. You speak on kind of how you got into that mindset Habit and then, like forming. things that you do to like, yeah, make sure you're always getting that content. Cause I feel like that's something a lot of people mm-hmm. in a lot of creative land struggle with. It's just like being consistent with their content. You're yeah. really consistent. Yeah, it's a great point. So basically, um, when I did the gold list, like I was very embarrassed to start like leaning into style and fashion on my Instagram. Like my Instagram before the gold list launch was um, just myself like sometimes I'd have on a cute I would always have on a cute fit but it'd be with my friends or like at an event it had to be like something once every like of it. yeah it was yeah. like once every month that I would post maybe mm-hmm. but then I was like why I'm only embarrassed because I care about what other people think and like that didn't sit well with me so I was like okay I'm about to just lean into my style shit and like just like turn it into fo- like focusing just on style and then with some of my creative stuff uh, as it relates to work and that's basically like what my yeah. Instagram is but I think that what you touched on is right. Like you have to be consistent. Like people will DM me all the time. Like help me with your, like build a personal brand. First of all, I don't even know. I, I haven't like tried to like build a personal brand, but a lot of women will reach out asking what I'm doing. And honestly, Do what like you're doing, huh? <laughs> I'm like, look, you have to know what you're doing first. Like yeah. what is it that you're trying yeah. to be known for? Like what is it that people should, when they say Maya, what, what do you want them to think about? And then you should be consistent on 
uh, like stay on topic with that. And the way that I remain consistent is actually something that a gem that somebody dropped at the conference that I was just at yesterday. Oh, here we go, gem. Yeah, <laughs> they were just like, talks. look, and these are like this is a branding, a personal branding talk, um, and these women are killing it. And they're just like, don't be posting shit on your Instagram or on your social media that is not authentic to your real life. So if you don't do it in the real world, don't be posting it, posting it like you do. Because then when people actually come to you and want to hire you for the things that you're posting, but you don't actually practice what you preach, it's it's going to be messed up. And the way that that looks, I think, don't in cap. real... <laughs> no capping. <laughs> Look, the way that looks is like, you know, you see these uh, Instagram feeds that will be very curated and everyone's happy and they're traveling all the time and all that. And if that is you, like dope but if like in reality like that's not like you waking up you're going to your nine to five you sometimes get some content and then you like <laughs> curate it once a month and then you're posting it out that way like that's not sustainable for you yeah. so the way that i'm consistent is like legit i am posting my outfit in the morning and i'm like posting like my travel routine when i'm traveling mm -hmm. and i talk about like how work was when i got off work and it's just like this is my life yeah and yeah. that's what i do but i definitely keep things private too like i don't share everything yeah you know what you are. Sharing. The aspects of your life that pertain to your brand. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to give everybody everything. That's too much. That's weird. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm jump into um, how did you get into product design and like what is product design coming yeah. to you? Um, product designers essentially their job is to uh, decide that they are to understand the problems that people are having and to use technology to help solve those problems. Mm -hmm. So like my the type of product design I do is usually consumer facing apps. Mm -hmm. So I help, I used to work at Trunk Club, now I work at Facebook and I work on those apps. Um, product designers work with like engineers and product yeah. managers. And so we should understand like what the problems are that are that people have when they're using our products and we should be designing to solve for those problems. So mm -hmm. like that could look like some very visual work, like visual design or UI design, or that could be some really like logical stuff like legit like what is the problem space and like should we even build an app should we even build a product like mm -hmm. having those high level questions mm -hmm. but also down to the granular like when i press this button what happens yeah. like right. that full scope is basically what i do yeah that's really cool. oh and then you asked how i got into it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so i'm self-taught uh <clears throat> when i went to wash you i thought i was gonna be a lawyer which is wild i'm like whoa <laughs> yeah, I had to hit that sharp that, left. Flow like, shift. Yeah, I remember yeah. when we took uh, web design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, people thought I was crazy when I said I was going to go into like UX design at the time. That's what I was like. Uh, that's what product designers were called mainly. I knew you could do it, my nigga. <laughs> I believe. Well, because y'all like kind of like in that lane, but when I would tell people, they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "The bag is over." Okay, the look, bag is I'm not, look, right there. It's right there, and I'm about to go scoop it. that. Yeah. So big things look good and get paid a lot. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. And like for me, it was like I like product design because you're not. It's not graphic design. You can be really good at graphic design, mm -hmm. but it's not just purely like visuals. I don't see myself as like an artist mm -hmm. at all. I've always been very logical. But I'm also not a mathematician or a scientist, so that's why CS did not work for me. Yeah. Like I could not do programming. A product designer basically sits right in the middle of that, where you need to have taste, aesthetic, and like have a good grasp on like where the trends are going, mm -hmm. um, and translate that into a design. But then you also need to be very logical, technical, understand how things are built and how things work. Be realistic in your expectations and like communicate that with people. Yeah, because it's like it got to look like this to look good, and I, I I'm pretty sure this is reasonable. Like y'all should do this shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so basically, I was really fortunate because my mom owned a tech consulting firm. Okay. 
back in Champaign, Illinois, which is where I'm from. And when I was telling her that I was like, can't do this law shit um, or pre-law, obviously. But she was like, OK, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I like I like things that look good. But I don't see, I, literally this whole conversation, like I like I have taste, but I also am not an artist. Like, I'm not like super scientist like you were. She had an engineering degree. So she was like, well, what do you like to do? I was like, I like the iPhone. <laughs> like the iPhone had literally like that's a that's a good analogy to like start your mind start yeah. down the path yeah of like, the literally that is was like my a answer key of product design though. yes Bruh. It, yeah. at its finest so, that's dope I think this was when it was uh like I had just gotten the iPhone four so that's mm. when it it made the change from the square the, right? from like right that rounded to like and, the square yeah. edge and Oof. I was like. And I was using it, I was just like, this thing is lit. Like, I like the way that it works. I like the way that it feels. And I was describing these things. She was like, okay, well, we just hired this woman who is an information architect. Um, her name is Melinda Miller. And mm -hmm. do you want to come shadow her for the summer? And so I was so fortunate to be able to have that experience yeah. where I was like, I don't know if I love this, but I'm very intrigued. And so then I read about it throughout the next like years in college and then started teaching myself started getting some jobs from some student organizations. I like just built their websites for them yeah. till it built up my portfolio and then had <laughs> internships and yeah. Rest is history. Rest is history. Now she's just cold with it. <laughs> cold. I am pretty good at my job. Um, so yeah, I'll hit you with like another tangent now. Yeah. If you had to like name a five course meal you'd cook. <laughs> oh, five, wait, five course? I don't know. I mean, I probably made that shit up. Like. The <laughs> dessert, the entree, and maybe an appetizer. Like okay, that's three, three, three course meal. Okay, okay, okay. Is five okay. course a thing? Is that like real fancy? It is a thing, yeah, but that's, like that's very fancy. Rich. Maybe I'll just very shoot rich. for the stars. Very rich, very right, French. Three course meal. Okay. We'll be middle class today. Okay. Oh. We could be upper middle. Oh, God. There we got go. this one. Upper, upper middle. Upper middle. I know what she about to put some steak in it. <laughs> oh, you're saying what would I cook? What would you cook? What would you like make for a three course meal if you was feeling yourself that day? Yeah, so pasta is my like thing. Like okay. I'm really, really good at pasta, but I also can get down with the soul food plates. Okay. Um, if I was making it for my fiance, I would probably be making some soul food because he loves that. Um, but let's pretend I'm making it for myself. Um, I would start with a balsamic vinaigrette based salad that okay. has like Mixed greens, strawberries, almonds, all of that stuff. Okay. Like that's a really good salad that yeah. I do often. It's oh, yummy. Yeah. Um, I'd probably make for appetizer bruschetta, and most bruschetta is like really I trash. Make that shit. It's right, yeah. <laughs> Wait, it's a rich oh, nigga conversation. They're like y'all better get y'all wallets up. It's not hard. It. It's really not hard. That's wild. It's really not hard. It's literally like chopped up Roma tomatoes. Um, some balsamic uh, vinegar, some olive oil, salt, pepper, parsley, I don't know, some mm -hmm. herbs and shit. Let that bitch marinate. And then you top it on top of some like little baguettes. Good. Okay, like okay. it went off at my last dinner party. And then I would make probably, what did I just make? I just made some pasta. I have this like, actually I'd probably go more. I would make this really simple bow tie pasta dish that's like this Italian sausage bow tie pasta. Okay. And it's a cream tomato base. Mm, okay. So good. Okay. Like everybody loves it. And that's then fine. dessert. I'm not like that great of a dessert that's girl. Fine, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Got Peach cobbler. Okay. Hey, look, that's that's hard. <laughs> That's how, that's, that's, Shut it down. That's for culture right there. Like, if you could just make peach cobbler, that's how you make memories, you know? I probably would that's make... That's how your no. great-grandkids be like, oh, I miss, <laughs> miss grand-grand peach cobbler. 
Um, Low-key, I got the recipe for my cobbler. <laughs> you good? <laughs> I'm mad. This man said the only way to foster memories with your show. It's it's it's, 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 they won't remember you. Oh, look. You'll just die and be forgotten. Kids, y'all kids, are up, bro. Kids, up. Please never change. Kids talk about food, bro. <laughs> You're like, bro, you just pass away into the ether. <laughs> that peach cobbler recipe. Figure out that peach cobbler. You'll be shit to your family. <laughs> Worthless contribution. Um, Kendall gave me the recipe to her peach clobber and okay. that bitch is I've heard good. that. Oh, that shit bang. But actually, I would probably make uh, Austin make pound cake. That pound cake. That's real shit. Mom, she got a crazy pound cake. Oh my grandma. That's the, y'all. Y'all got the good makings of like a a hearty generational line. Yeah. Peach cobbler, yeah, pound do. cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's shit. That's it. Keep yeah. kids y'all, around. Y'all blessed. Be nice You're and thick boned. Y'all blessed. I got a figure You're here struggling with your spaghetti pot. We're going to get you right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get you together. and give you some cook. recipes after this. Kids, man. But you know, look, I, I have <laughs> finessed. I cook for those kids. <laughs> I have finessed the pre-seasoned oh, all these lamb. And I feel like at least with I could have won. I could have stayed in an episode of Chopped with that dish. Which dish? I made I made the some lamb? lamb. I made some lamb one day and that shit was really good. What is it about like millennial niggas loving lamb? Because it's not normally it's at all these. Foreign meat, but when bro. it is at all these, <laughs> eating that when foreign. It is at Aldi, bro, yeah, I'm not eating beef. I'm not eating chicken. Niggas been eating chicken okay. since Popeyes. Wait, what? Okay, wait. Like, why not beef if you're gonna eat lamb? But I heard I heard lamb is more sustainable. Is that right? Is the, it just because the grocery stores I be shopping that got limited options? Okay. And so it's like you got beef. You got sometimes chicken. turkey. You always got chicken. It's really just like a lot of cuts. You don't eat pork? Ain't got pork. You can eat pork, but like I'm not trying to do too much with too much pork. Short ribs is good. People be talking too it's, much shit about pork. Wait, short rib beef or short ribs? Short rib is beef. You get, I'll get like uh, I'll get like pork sh- chops. Sh- 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 but like pork will never be my like preference for grabbing sure. food. Alright, for sure. I'll try But pork ribs. is some slow roasted pork, some ribs, like yeah. yeah, I have I have made a good thing of ribs before. Have you? That's a that's a big statement. Well, Whoa. like good is relative what? to okay. my Damn. cooking skill. Like, okay, okay. I, so I want to know the process because like, I am like a harsh, <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm a harsh rib critic. So okay. I need to know what happened when we charcoal. That was some Gordon Ramsay shit we, right there. Smoked. Have you? Uh, we go. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not. I'm too kind of high and drunk to even talk about my process. Even, oh no! <laughs> now we're all concerned. No, no. Actually, oh my bad. <laughs> you got the nigga all startled and shit. Right like, there. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, so, 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 like, so we This is gonna be a. I, I got help with the ribs from someone. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. But, here it comes. But we sous vide that shit. You sous vide it. Oh. 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 Okay. Okay. Is he? Oh shit. Well, you know they were probably cooked right. They were cooked right then. Yeah, them shits was like that's color- the whole thing about sous vide, right? They like make yeah, sure it was it's like cooked. perfectly cooked. Yeah, so it was, tender. So it was like they and they was the barbecue cooked. sauce so I had like threw together was like really good. So it was they weren't like grilled or no shit like you that. You put no char on it like, when you're done. Nah, you should put no shit like that. You hear me? It was just some like cooked, you know, ribs, but it was good. And they, they, they you get need to learn how to this. sell it. Sell yourself. <laughs> I'm an engineer. I sell what was there. The, the stats. <laughs> I'm letting you know how I made them. The specifications. These, this was the code I used to make the ribs. <laughs> right. I'm like, no, give me the sauce. What was it? Put some flair on. Put some right, wet so on that hoe. Of course, I started off with just barbecue sauce. Sweet Baby Ray's. Okay. Then cool. we go. Add, so in, add yeah. in a little extra brown sugar. A little okay. Bit of honey. 
Oh, Ooh, okay. Remix and then it like a little, little bit. salt and pepper. I call it a day. On the rib. But yeah, yeah, on the rib. Like the sauce. We season the ribs. The sauce up, then put the ribs in the sauce. Let them shit sit for 24 hours. Okay. Then came out. Put them in the sous vide. Uh-huh. And then just like finished it off. Now, what'd you do with the sides? Because this is the thing with men. Y'all love to make the meat Oof. and it had no sides, and it really Oof, is just. Diligent, it's a problem. So I'm just making sure we're they were the first they, test, they were bro. forgettable. Slam dunk. They're forgettable. Because I'm guessing that the sides were probably like mixed veggies with broccoli and some mashed potatoes. Hey, that's solid. Don't sleep on yourself, bro. I'm gonna advocate for but, my nigga. But you know, like, I didn't like fancy. <laughs> like, sides. Those are the sides I know how to make, and that's what I will put that's with right. some ribs. Those are okay. Three. I can match. It took me a while, but I can match some potatoes. Mashed potatoes are good. It's, we should upgrade. Me. We should upgrade your mixed veggies to roasted Brussels sprouts. Mm. You can handle that. I could. I could do that. You could do that. I could do that. I could even put them in a little air fryer. This post weather man, we got oh. all the kitchen gadgets. Oh, we got a yeah. sous vide. We got a little air fryer. Did you bro. get the bar? We bought you guys we got a bar. The bar. Yeah, oh, that bar is fire, bro. Oh, my little thing fire, bro. Yeah, yeah. Pushing that shit around. Click, that click, click. I'm bougie. Appreciate y'all. We send yeah, we, we send out the, uh, the wedding thank you cards, but logistics are hard. They're so hard. We didn't even send the invites out for real. We told everybody the invites was coming, they never got there. <laughs> I'm happy the wedding happened. Did you not have? A, yeah, you did. I we got sent an the e, We sent the ERSVP. You didn't send. You didn't send physical invites. Did you get a physical invite? Cause not from us. <laughs> oh shit! Wow. Like, I don't know what's on your fridge right now, but. <laughs> Wow, is that right? That's right. I mean, I would have had it on the fridge. Wait, like, why did I there, feel you like had a great I was time. there? Oh, I was, yeah, I made it. At, at some point, we were like, because I tried once. I wrote like all the names of the people that <laughs> oh, I was gonna God. shift out. I wrote all of them wrong on the envelopes. <laughs> so like half of our envelopes were just ruined now. <laughs> I posted that shit on like I flipped it like it was bad and then for the second half we had a uh, we had a stamp I, I just I, as somebody who is like <laughs> we're talking about the pain <laughs> that he no, put you no, through <laughs> <laughs> I mean oh the, the layers just are deep hi <laughs> I'm so sorry I'm yeah, so sorry. Will, I, I promise we will, we will get those. You're still here today. Out. She still she still showed up. She said yes. I saw it. Darius has Ooh. a lot of redeeming qualities. He I gotta right. work okay, with the redeeming qualities. Right. I gotta yes, work with bro. those because the elves just come. Look, no man like is Like a perfect. conveyor belt, they just fall off routinely. It's true. Yeah. You yeah. Can, look, you're thinking of elves, right? From we that won't, period, we won't talk we about won't. it. We won't talk about it. It's fine. <laughs> I'm let you live. Everybody that knows me just has like, oh yeah, we, we did have some L's together. <laughs> Look, that's, you know, L's is lessons, bro. <laughs> Everyone that's been with you done learned some shit. Wait, do they know that? Do they know that we went to school? We went to school together. Yeah. We all went to Washington we University. They were the babies. St. Louis. They called us the were. babies. They were the babies. We were younger. You were. <laughs> You're younger. Um, and you needed some guidance. <laughs> so we did that. <laughs> Look at us now. Look at y'all now. Look at hey, look, look how at long us. your dreads are now. Whoo, they was here before when they was a baby. Yeah, I had baby dreads. Who thought? Who the uh, the hot ones? Who the thought? Who the thought? Who the thought? Yeah, man. Shit. What's the time at? How many? Can you ask more questions? Twenty-five minutes. Oh, we should do album of the week. Do album of the week? Yeah. Okay. Who wants to go first? Uh, I can start off. <laughs> Wait, what are we doing? I'm on the week. Oh, okay. You got yours? 
You yeah. wanna, you wanna lead, the, lead the charge? Album of the week. Okay, yes. this has been album of the month, album of since like Lights On Festival, okay. Over It, Summer Walker, like it's just, whoa, yeah. Yeah. whoa. We ran that one a few times, cause- A few? Mainly just like, well, not like a I'm talking hundreds amount. right now. Okay, <laughs> like literally like it's just a constant. I wake up, play it, I'm at work, play it, I'm at dinner, I'm. it's everything. Austin playing it, he know better than play anything else. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just that. Oh my God, give me a check, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Nonstop. <laughs> Not what is there? What is there to listen to? You know, besides that, all of all of them. Favorite song? Uh, playing games. Playing games. Yeah, that's okay. the one. So, that's the one that's in my like daily rotation. The drunk, a- the drunk uh, calling. Drunk. I'm so bad at remembering the. What's it called? Drunk dialing. That one's good too. All it's just good. And, and I think I feel like it came out the gates and people had for some reason mixed feelings. I it was a great. I don't, I don't know. There's just people a lot of Twitter opinions. People be capping on Twitter. Twitter people always want to have a bad opinion on Twitter. <laughs> I be like, yeah. It's like again, it's like what we were talking about earlier. It's like you might see like a couple. 10,000 retweet yeah. tweets like this Summer Walker album thinking was that mid, that's an opinion. But then it's like... How about you listen to it by yourself first? And it's like that's first day opinion. Someone will tweet that it'll go viral and they don't even mean shit. They probably just tweeted Nothing. that shit like so I listened to it one time over the gates. <laughs> if I had another tweet two days later like you know what this Summer Walker fire. It's fire. <laughs> it's so fire. It just didn't go viral. <laughs> wow. Um, I will do uh, Tell Your Story by Layton Green. I just stumbled I upon that. this um, R&B artist. She's from St. Louis. Mm. Cool. But it's a short, like, seven song. Um, it's an album. Yeah, R- little R&B album. Um, the first song, Blame On Me, is, like, really good. Um, I enjoy her cadence. Wait, can and, I see what it looks like? Yeah. But, no, just her voice, the way she kind of sings over all of these songs is very entertaining. I love listening to it. I'm so. adding that to the queue. Layton Green, tell your story. Cool. For mine, I'm gonna do uh, Dior Deposits. If I go off that for a thousand. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know that. none of this. I feel like so unconnected. <laughs> yeah, it's a super fun project. Um, I got connected to Guap Dad, uh, like hip to his music and shit through uh, the homie Paul Mizzy. Mm-hmm. He's just a photographer and videographer. Mm. Um, and so he kind of got us hip to who he was. And then we got a chance to kick it at his crib for a couple of days uh, a few months ago. And uh, So another St. Louis artist, too? Nah, he's nah. from the Bay. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, Paul is from around here, though. Oh, cool. Um, and so we just got to kick it with him for a little bit. And, like, uh, we heard, like, a little bit of the album before it kind of dropped, which was fun. Like, we heard, like, a couple of them jumps that made it onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. What was the name of the track? I mean, the album again? Uh, Dior Deposits. Dior it's Deposits. very fun. Like sure. he, uh, you probably heard him on uh, Costa Rica. He's got to do the hook on Costa Rica. Oh. Okay, that's cool. I'm gonna have to check him out. Um, and so like he got a real fun like voice, and he he got bars too, which is fun about. But yeah. he also like plays with his voice a lot. He could hit a lot of different like cadences and pockets and like styles of things. That's cool. I love um, that. So it's like a really diverse project you be rapping about like scamming niggas <laughs> we love it we love your to see deposits. it your <laughs> deposits um but yeah well great um thanks again for tuning in to another episode of nina talks um of course you guys can check us out on www.nina-productions.com we have merchandise 
Gas and Goku. Um, we're gonna play the commercial for that at the end of it. But our next Gas and Goku tickets will be going on sale soon, so be sure to check out our website for that merchandise. Um, Maya, where can people find you? Uh, Maya Patterson, M A Y A P A T T E R S O N on Instagram or the Gold List. So the Gold List dot co. Yep. Uh, and that's where all my style stuff is. You can subscribe to my newsletter. Cool, cool. Well, again, catch you guys later. Like and subscribe. And we are out of here. Like, subscribe, Peace. comment. You know, show that love. Hey, Keith.